once again as the Braves get another series sweep, this time on the road in Pittsburgh. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. As always, a pleasure to be with you. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Road to Atlanta podcast, the Battery Power podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media as a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You also can find all of this great content free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it is available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And it finally happened. It finally happened on Wednesday. It seemed, if you've been watching Braves baseball over the past nearly three months, as successful as the Braves have been on the field, if you've watched specifically the Braves play in the last game of series during the day, (laughs) you wouldn't expect for the team that would be playing in those specific game situations to be arguably the best team in baseball since late May. The Braves, it's been consistent. Despite how well the Braves have played over the past three months, they have struggled and struggled mightily when it comes to series finale that happen during the day. Well, it just seemed like on Wednesday against the Pirates, the Braves just decided to get out all their frustration at once in a 14-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. A five-run fourth and a four-run eighth, which was highlighted by a grand slam by first baseman Matt Olson, allowed for the Braves to get a 14-2 victory. Once again, as we've discussed, the Braves' offense was a, just a, a complete and total approach that worked up and down the lineup. Eight of the nine starters in the lineup had a base hit. The only one that didn't may be the most surprising right now when it comes to not getting a hit, and that was Vaughn Grissom, who went hitless. 0 for 5 at the plate, I believe his first first or second time, The only the first or second time in his first 15 career games that he's gone hitless in a game. But beyond that, the Braves' offense early and often got the job done. Dansby Swanson had two hits, two runs, and three RBIs. William Contreras hit a home run. Robbie Grossman had three hits, continuing to show that he can and hopefully will remain a productive part of the Braves' offense, the latest in a long line of acquisitions that um, General Manager Alan Santopoulos has made to the Braves' outfield, that once they arrived in Atlanta, they've shown significantly more offensive potential than where they came from. So Robbie Grossman continues to be a productive member of the Braves' order. But just a great overall performance for the Braves. We had talked about on the last few Daily Hammers how the Braves' offense had kind of struggled early on, on Monday and Tuesday. Well, they left little doubt that they were going to get the job done on Wednesday and they were able to support starter Kyle Wright. But here's the big thing. Kyle Wright didn't need any support. That that absolutely is what stands out also about this game. Kyle Wright arguably had the most dominant start that he's had all season. Now, yes, it needs to be understood. It needs to be considered the competition he was facing. But when you consider the fact 
that Wright had had some struggles in early August. It led to the understanding that he had arm fatigue. He had been out for, like I said, about 10 or 11 days. He came back over this past weekend, looked very good against the Astros in his first start back, and then comes out and shows this level of dominance. You don't care who the competition is. You'll take this level of performance from Kyle Wright, who looked absolutely in command throughout the entire start against the Pirates. Seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, got his 16th win. He has tied Tony Gonsolin for his 16th Major League win this season, which is just an outstanding development when you consider where Wright was before the season and where he is now. And the other thing that stands out about this is that the Braves, once again, were able to get the job done in a part of their schedule where they absolutely needed to. The Mets were off on Thursday, so the Braves are now one and a half games behind the Mets in the NL East. Now, obviously, that is something that is going to be watched very closely. And to be honest with you, the Mets are about to start a very, very easy part of their schedule. Their their schedule, you know, they, the Mets will be facing Colorado this weekend while the Braves will be facing the Cardinals. Then the Mets will face the Dodgers. And then after that, the Mets have a very, very easy start to the September schedule. But this is the exact thing that the Braves needed to do in terms of taking advantage of parts of this remaining schedule to get within striking distance of the Mets. The Braves did exactly what they needed to do to make sure that they were in the best position possible when it came to having a clear opportunity to overcome the Mets when it comes to the NL East. Since the start of Monday, you know, we were talking about Sunday going into Monday, the fact that the Braves dropping that game on last Sunday, that was a bit of a disappointment and that they were now four games behind the Mets in the NL East. But in three days, the, the Braves have been able to make up two and a half games in the NL East, and they now find themselves not only one and a half game behind the Mets in the division, but also winners of 14 out of their past 16. And as I mentioned on yesterday's Hammer, the Braves just continue to be awesome in August. And this time around, it's the starting pitching. It's obviously the contributions that come from the Braves' youth. But the other big thing that stands out, talked about it earlier this week, Austin Riley finally rounding into form. We are finally starting to see, despite their struggles earlier on in this series, we're finally starting to see on a more consistent basis just what this Braves offense is capable of when every part of the lineup is succeeding. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Braves now winning 14 out of their past 16 games, it's been different reasons. It's been different sources of success at times that have allowed the Braves to be able to get this many wins in this short of a time span. Overall, it's been different contributors when it comes to the offense for the Braves. The pitching recently has really stood out. Yes, it was against the Pirates, but the starting pitching to the bullpen was absolutely dominant over the past three games, and they also did very well against the Astros, and also you go back to, you know, uh, last week in which the Braves were able to get the job done against Jacob deGrom to win three out of four against New York. So it's been different reasons. The Braves' team, once again, is seeing all three aspects, well, all four aspects, if you will, offense, defense, the starting rotation, the bullpen, all aspects of the Braves team right now are playing very well. But specifically offensively, we're starting to see more consistency from the lineup. Yes, I've talked about that in July. It was the historic month of Austin Riley that really helped carry the Braves' offense, despite the fact that several other members were struggling through the month of July. Well, now in the month of August, it's Ronald Acuna Jr., it's Michael Harris, it's how successful Vaughn Grissom has been since he's come into the lineup. They have been successful while Austin Riley struggled a bit. But now Riley is coming back into form, and as I mentioned earlier this week, you're starting to see every two or three games, seven members of the Braves lineup have a hit in a game, eight members, nine members. It seems like through this 14 out of 16, 14 wins in 16 games over this time span, we're seeing that on a consistent basis. That is a clear sign that this Braves team is getting more consistent on firing all, on all cylinders. Not just by being able to hit the long ball, not just by being able to get extra base hits, but also creating and scoring run opportunities. Now, when we talk about several members that have contributed to the cause, one that does stand out is Matt Olson. Now, overall, in terms of Matt Olson's offensive consistency, this year so far has not been to the level that we've seen from Matt Olson, especially coming off his career best season in Oakland last year. But make no mistake, Matt Olson is clearly emerging as one of the better power sources in the major leagues, and that's especially been the case over the past month or so, really since the start of July. Over the past 30 days, Matt Olson is one of only five players in the majors to have eight or more home runs. Aaron Judge, obviously, is leading the pack when it comes to home runs over the past um, 30 days with 11, but Matt Olson is one of only five players with eight or more home runs over the past 30 days in the major leagues. And he now is fifth 
and he's remained near the top five or in the top five for most of the season with Austin Riley. He's now fifth in extra base hits among hitters in the major leagues and 11th in total bases. Sure, his batting average, you know, on base, you know, overall offensive consistency, that has, has regressed a bit from last season, but the power output is finally coming into form. Early in the season, Matt Olson was hitting doubles left and right, literally. <laughs> but he was not able to, you know, find a lot of sustained success hitting home runs. Well, now that's coming to form. 27 home runs in the season, 39 doubles, a 30-30 season when it comes to doubles and home runs definitely seems to be in play. Maybe even a 35 home run, 35 double season with over 80 extra base hits. That could be in the cards for Matt Olson this season, which, though, again, his offensive numbers may be down a bit, I think the Braves will be perfectly fine with that type of power production from Matt Olson. And again, we talk about all of this in the present, but what is so exciting is that after all of the Braves' success, Signing Austin Riley long-term, signing Michael Harris long-term, you know, having signed Matt Olson in the offseason long-term, this Braves offense is going to continue to be together for many years to come. And I use that as a segue because let's talk a bit about next year. I know that there's still nearly a fourth of this season left, the 2022 season left, and there's still the Major League Baseball playoffs, but Wednesday was again exciting for the Braves fan base off the field because the 2023 Braves schedule was released. That's right. The 2023 Braves schedule was released and the and the season will get started on Thursday, March the 30th. This time around, though, the Braves will actually be on the road. They'll start out the 2023 season on the road at Washington and then at St. Louis. And then the Braves' first homestand will actually be pretty exciting. The Braves' first homestand will be four games against the San Diego Padres. So the first opposing fan base that will get the first glimpse of the Padres order that will by that time potentially include Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, and Manny Machado, the Braves fan base will be the first opposing fan base to see the San Diego, San Diego Padres with those three players in their lineup next season. Now, in terms of on-the-field results, that may not necessarily be the thing that you want to see, but in terms of excitement, seeing that trio, being the first fan base, first opposing fan base to see that trio next season, that's pretty awesome. If you're a fan in general of baseball, that's going to be a pretty fun series to see. But a few other things that stand out about the schedule when it comes to teams that will be coming to Atlanta the Braves fan base will be able to see many of the AL's best and some teams that they've not seen in a while. The Houston Astros will return to Atlanta in late April. Meanwhile, the Seattle Mariners will be coming to Atlanta. We'll get to see Julio, Julio Rodriguez live and in person next season. The Minnesota Twins will be coming to Atlanta the Chicago White Sox will be coming to Atlanta, and then the New York Yankees will be coming to Atlanta in August. So several of the American League's best talents and best teams will be coming to Atlanta next year as the schedule different as the schedule gets a bit different. It's not so much heavily concentrated on each team playing so many games against its division foes. 
And another thing that also stands out about the schedule next year as well is that the Braves, though they'll close the season playing many games against other teams in the NL East, the Braves actually will play the Mets. The last game against the New York Mets for the Braves next season will be on August 23rd. After that, they don't play the Mets in the month of September. So some pretty exciting aspects to the 2003 schedule. Obviously, make sure you stay tuned to BatteryPower.com, the Battery Power Podcast Network, for the latest breakdown of many different aspects of the 2023 Braves schedule, looking at different parts of it where the Braves could really find success, and you know, perhaps some parts of it where the Braves you know, may find a bit of struggles as well. But it, one thing that really stands out is the exciting amount of talent that'll be coming to Atlanta for the Braves fan base to enjoy next season. Of course, we can't thank you enough for tuning into the Daily Hammer. Also, checking out the Battery Podcast Network, which has the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSCC on Twitter. Obviously, follow all the great content from the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. And just hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. That's where we'll be. We'll be back with you tomorrow previewing a big series between the Braves and the Cardinals, arguably the two hottest teams in Major League Baseball and perhaps two of the best candidates for NL MVP in Paul Goldschmidt and Austin Riley. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 